Welcome to Wisdom Talk Radio, a collaborative community of explorers in conscious living. You know your inner superstar, that part of you that you might be keeping under wraps. Is she or he waiting for an invitation to show itself? Well, consider this episode of Wisdom Talk Radio to be your personal open door to show up in life as who you really are. My guest today is a superstar in her own right and is also someone who is a generator of stars. Hi, I'm Laurie Seymour, host of Wisdom Talk Radio and founder of the Baca Journey, fast track technology for your co-creative power. For visionaries, innovators, company founders, and product designers, optimize your ability to create more in less time and enjoy every minute. My guest today is Michelle Villalobos. She is a personal brand strategist, bilingual speaker, and founder CEO of the Superstar Activator, a company dedicated to helping superstars uplift humanity. Michelle, who speaks and presents in both English and Spanish, hosts the Awaken Your Inner Superstar podcast and is an advocate for small business as a vehicle to change the world. You can know that's why I wanted to invite her to speak to us today. In 2013, Michelle won the Miami Herald Business Plan Challenge for her personal branding program, Make Them Big. I love that. And she and her team regularly deliver the Superstar Business Breakthrough Retreat to help small business owners restructure their businesses to be more sustainable, scalable, lifestyle friendly, and impactful. In her own life, Michelle is an adventurous traveler, digital nomad, and seeker of extraordinary experiences and relationships. And I'm so delighted that I'm getting to meet you. I got to meet you once before so that we can have an extraordinary relationship too. Yes. Pretty cool stuff. Thank you, Lori. I'm so honored to be here. Yeah. I'm delighted. I'm delighted that you are joining us today because I want you to tell us a little bit about you. What's your story? Well, um, like a lot of women, like a lot of humans, I grew up with a, I had a very loving, wonderful family and my family had very rigid ideas about what was acceptable or not acceptable for me as a, as a girl, as a, as a female and from, and and also just, uh, they had ideas about, about the world. My family are Cuban immigrants, Cuban exiles who really took on this, the, the, the belief system that a lot of us do in this country, especially this, you know, very strong work ethic. You work hard, you follow the rules, you do the things you're supposed to do, a lot of shoulds, and you will get ahead and you will, and then that is the path to what life is all about. Mm-hmm. Without a lot of talking about fulfillment or contribution or joy, it was a lot about duty and um, and responsibility. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I grew up with that and I, I you know, I, I, I bought into it 
fully. I was a straight A student. I went to an Ivy League college. I got straight A's. I got a master's degree in business. I had really good jobs. I crawled, climbed, clawed my way to the top of the, of the food chain, wherever I was. And it was all about me. And it was all about the next level of achievement. And I really thought that that's what was supposed to, I'm supposed to do. And that's what was going to make me happy. But somewhere around my mid to late thirties, all through my, you know, thirties, it was just sort of a, a rude awakening. I, you know, I was miserable. I was unhappy. I was drinking heavily. I was, you know, I was trying to fill the void with shopping, with spending, with food, pretty much if you named it and I tried to, um, you know, fill the void that was my lack of fulfillment mm-hmm. with it. And so long story short, I started, you know, I, I left the, the job market or left my corporate job and I decided to become an entrepreneur thinking that it was going to be the dream, right? I'm going to be my own boss. I'm going to make my own hours. I'm going to do whatever I want. And, and it ended up being even more of a prison than my job ever was. Did you know when, when you left your corporate job, did you know what you wanted to do as an entrepreneur? No, that was, that's another story. I, you know, I, I, I quit on a whim. I quit on a, it was very, um, precipitous. I, I got angry and it, you know, it took all of like two or three months to decide, like, you know, take this job and shove it kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I didn't give thought to what I wanted to do. And I didn't have a vision or a plan. What I had was a, a desperate need to replace my paycheck because I was so spendy at the time. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, there were, there have been a lot of lessons. There have been a lot of lessons, but um, I would say that in the last five years, things really, really changed dramatically after I, I pretty much hit rock bottom in 2014. Like I, I, all the things fell apart all at the same time. And it was a, a wake up call that finally had me, I guess, you know, devastated enough to wake up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I did. Thank goodness. <laughs> and so now I, I, you know, I still have I've had my business 12 years, but about five years ago, I reorganized it, reoriented my life in, towards contribution and alignment. Alignment's the word that it kind of everything comes back to at, the, mm-hmm. at its core, it's a foundation in terms of being a superstar, awakening your inner superstar. What, what I realize now in hindsight is that everything in my life was misaligned. I was not, the work I did wasn't aligned with my passions. It wasn't aligned with my values. It wasn't aligned with my vision. I didn't have a vision or my purpose. I didn't know what my purpose was. So finding that alignment first in the, in these key areas that I can get into, if you want to talk about it was step one. And, and not only step one, it's like the ongoing step. Like I used to optimize for achievement. I used to ask the question, is this going to help me achieve more, achieve more? And now I ask the question, is this, I'm, I'm, I'm optimizing for alignment. Is this going to help me align more? And so we may use that a little differently, alignment. So I'm really curious to hear what you mean by alignment. I mean, you said alignment with your values, with your vision. Um, Speak some more to that. I think about alignment in terms of, and you use this, I know, um, and I wanted to ask you about it, alignment with who we really are inside. Yes. Yes. So I, I think of alignment as a, I obviously use the shape of a star and it has six points on it. At the center of the star is the, is the, is identity. 
alignment to, and when I say identity, I'm talking about things like um, our personality type. You know, I, I, I was a psychology and math undergraduate major. Mm-hmm. And so I got to see from a, from a young age, I was fascinated by personality tests and assessments and things like that. And I believe that we, from a very young age, really pretty much from birth, we have certain things that are inborn and stamped into our DNA, certain ways of being that, you know, whether we are more um, extroverted or introverted and things like that, I think they start to reveal themselves very young. Mm -hmm. And if we're born into a family where extroversion is not smiled upon and where it's like, be quiet, right? Then we're going to, we're going to be limiting we're not going to be aligned with our truest expression, our truest self. So really digging into who are you really, really, when you take away the layers of socialization and shoulds and all that, like what's left, right? And, you know, like the Michelangelo um, quote or whatever, where, you know, that oh. the David, the statue of the David, where he said, you know, I just, I just chip away everything that's not David mm-hmm. and I'm left with the statue so I feel like that's step one is chipping away and taking off the layers so that we can get back to like who am I really and then from that place mm-hmm. of, of identity this is who I am today mm-hmm. may not be exactly who I am in a week or a month or a year but right now this this kind of this version of me and then that person has uh, a purpose a north star you know a, a, a reason for being a why that person has values. I consider those like the legs of the triangle as the values and, and the groundedness, like in the physiology and self-care. And then there's, you know, that person has a vision for what they want in the future and they have a belief system about the past. And so bringing all of that into alignment so that it's balanced. So the star can, you know, send out its light. Um, that's what I consider to be alignment. And I, and I also think of alignment in another kind of shape, I think a lot in geometric shapes of of like a spiral upward Mm -hmm. and that there's a version of me today that, that is, is going on this path towards this vision that I have today. And in the, in the process of being on that path, who I am transforms and what I want transforms and leads me to another version of me, same thing happens. And as we keep going up and up and up, sort of what I imagine is that there's a version of me all the way up there, many, many, infinite number of layers up the spiral that that's my highest self or my truest self. And that's what I'm aligning towards greater um, congruency with that version of me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that you could in any moment really align right to that. Yeah. And I, and I believe that version of us can send wisdom down to us. Absolutely. In any moment, like we can Mm -hmm. slow down and check in and like reconnect to that version of us, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, that exists right here, right now, because it's timeless. And because it's timeless and because the, the cells can communicate across time and space. Quantum physics. Yes. Yet to receive when we're willing to connect at that deep level. Yes. So beautiful. Absolutely. So why are you so passionate yourself about people's inner superstars? Because you are passionate about that. I am. I am. There's a few reasons. I would say the first is 
there's that little girl in me that would, you know, would have loved to have been fully self-expressed, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, and I just really want that for other humans, for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also the awareness that as more of us step into our fullest expression, we, 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 we give our gifts to the world and that amplifies the positive vibration. If people are feeling good, you know, and, and contributing their truest self and incongruence and incoherence and aligned, we're just going to raise the vibration of everything and, and, and attract more beautiful things to humanity. So I feel like it's our duty as humans, not our duty, it's our gift. It's our blessing as humans that we get to create. And so many of us get plugged into the matrix and don't create anything. Mm. No. Mm-hmm. That's, that is so true. I, I, I used to be a psychotherapist speaking of psychology and, uh, and I did that for many years and a lot of the people I worked with, probably most of the people I worked with were people I would say were, were struggling with that very thing that, that being tied into what is and the belief system that's, that's so prevalent, but feeling so unhappy with that and feeling that desperation to there's more, I know there's more. And, and you're focusing now on that more. Yes. On connecting people with that more and making a direct, um, channel to that yeah thank you that is what i i'm about yeah and and i really acknowledge that because without that that connecting and there's those of us who are you know really willing to be that kind of a connector now um that is what's going to move the whole the whole population forward absolutely and when there are enough people we could. Some people might get triggered by the use of the word "star." Like, I don't want to be a star. I don't want to be on. I stage. did. Yeah. I did. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, but you're not really talking about that. You're talking about people being fully who they are and shining their light. Yes. Right. They're literal and metaphorical light because right. we know we are actually beings of light made of star stuff right? Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. shining our light, you know, our expression in the world is our light. That's what a star is and does. And I, I was massively triggered by that word star. When Mm -hmm. I, I got my personality test back from wealth dynamics about eight years ago. And it said, I I was a star. And I remember asking my coach if I could take the test again, because I really (laughs) thought that I was a creator, not a star. And she was your coach. Just like you're laughing. Yes. Like, Michelle, you're about as quintessentially a star as anybody I've ever met. Like, Mm -hmm. let me explain to you what this means. And so she explained that in that context, a star is someone who creates in service of others. Yes. Oh, I like that. That'll work. Yeah. yeah. Because as we shine our light, it attracts other people who say, well, what is that? You know, and how can I, I, A, how can I learn to do that myself? Yeah. And B, I want to be a part of that. And, and just simply by being in that light, you get to start to shine your own light. It, it activates that without any effort. And, exactly. you know, we know what, what it's like to be with people that you're really drawn to. And it's like, oh, my God, I just want I just feel good when I'm around them. Yeah. And I think it's funny that there is such a stigma around the word star or superstar. 
or that I felt one and that sometimes other people do too. Like, why? Where does that come from? It's the idea that to shine our own light and to be a star somehow takes away from other people. Maybe that's it. Or maybe it's that so many superstars haven't cared about other people. So let's redefine what a superstar is. That's why we define it as someone who drives, who, who cultivates influence and generates income so that they can make an impact, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's our definition of a superstar. So I think redefining that is important because stars are beautiful. They give light, they mm-hmm. light the way, they, they show the way, right? The North Star, there's so many beautiful things that we can associate to the, the concept of a star. And so why would it be something bad, right? It, it's, I think it's the issue of um, going beyond personality. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, that, that we're used to the cult of the personality. And the personality is, can be as far from who you really are as, you know, bread from uh, diamonds. (laughs) Yes. You know, and it's, it's not always that way. Mm -hmm. I mean, and there's nothing wrong with people's personalities. It's just simply that, that if we can allow our own hearts to shine. That's what it is. I'm glad you said that because that's the, my, my logo. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's a, it's a, it's a heart with a star bursting out of it. And that's really at the, at the center at the origin of the light is, is the opening of the heart. And that's what I think happened to me five years ago and hitting rock bottom. It cracked me open for mm-hmm. the first time since I was a little girl. And all of a sudden I had no place to hide in my heart. I was hurt. I was vulnerable. I was lost. I was broken. And all I could do is just say, help me. And that was the first time in my life that I got vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. And that breaking open can happen in so many different ways, but that is that moment on the path. And it's like the call of the universe that says, are you going to pay attention? Yeah. (laughs) And some people need to, you know, hit rock bottom. There was no other way to do it. I had to, I had, you know, I had all the signs, there was red flags everywhere. And I just, Nope. Let me just achieve some more. Let me take on another thing. Let me, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me push a little harder, a little faster, a little. Yeah. yeah I, I have a friend who uh, was rear ended four times up, right in a row in a couple weeks span before he finally woke up. And that's where, that's how, like how the people will talk about it now. Up, right. If you think of a rear end, you end up and, like and just it was like it, and they weren't bad accidents but they were right. always he got hit it's like okay what am I supposed to pay attention to but he didn't ask that question until probably time three or time four yeah and it was then that that actually he had a huge awakening beautiful so yeah we 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 get to um we get to choose whether we wake up or not whether we pay attention or not yeah, I mean, I think after, I don't know that I could have, I don't know what, what else could have possibly happened beyond like massive, you know, accident or something. And you didn't was, need anything else. You were ready at that moment. Finally. Yeah. And it's funny because so many people had tried to wake me up Oh, for that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, but I wasn't listening. I wasn't ready. I didn't want to hear it. I had my blinders on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We know how that is, but that's okay. I mean, that's part of human nature too. Yeah. So you have a different way of 
mm, looking at empowering women uh, and, and at leadership. And at, even though we've got lots of men that are, that are listening, I, I'd love for you to speak a little, about, a little bit about how you see empowerment and leadership from that feminine perspective, that feminine energetic, that is, that is indeed different from a masculine energetic. Totally, totally. Well, I, you know, I, I feel like I can really speak to this because everything that came before was from a masculine energetic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, if we think about the masculine feminine as instead, you know, because that can be a little triggering for some people, but instead is like yon, yang energy and yin energy, mm -hmm. right? The yang is the outward expression. It's the focus, direction, structure, you know, um, decisiveness, certainty, right? The, the, it's the container, as some say, right? Whereas the feminine is the mystery, is the, is the liquid in the container. It's the unknown. It's the formless. It's the uncertainty. It's the, the, the flow, right? It's the inspiration. There's, you know, if we really think about it in, in that polarity, if you think of it that way, you can see that our culture for the last, gosh, maybe I'm going to say 12, 10, 12,000 years mm -hmm. has been very much, I should go this way, right hand, <laughs> with, the, with, the, with the young energy, right? Mm -hmm. like we built skyscrapers and airplanes and produced things and, and, you know, all of that is very masculine, the building and the infrastructure and the, the internet and, and the network and all of that. And so what we're, what I'm seeing, what, what is corroborated by everyone that I'm talking to that's connected at, you know, to a more global viewpoint is that we're entering an era where the feminine is, is rising. Mm -hmm. And, and, and what, what I see in business, what I see in, well, just in everything and especially in business, cause that's my, my playground is I see the feminine qualities becoming not only valued more, but, um, starting to actually be influencing or, you know, leading the feminine rising into leadership and, and, and not just women. I, that's like, it's this yin energy, the energy right. of connectedness and sharing, right? I did an interview with Nani Lea Diamond in my podcast episode 42, where she talked about, like, if you look at all the, the things that are new, mm -hmm that are breaking paradigms, they're all feminine models like Uber and Lyft and Airbnb. You know, it's not about ownership, which is right. binding energy. Right. It's, it's about opening mm -hmm. energy. Right. So like, and so I'm riding that wave, you know, and personally in like my business and also what I see my clients is like, how do we do business like women? How, what does it look like to create a new model? Because we've adopted and adapted all the masculine models, all the, the older school models, you know, with the CEO and the leadership team and all that. But what does it look like to create different models? Like we don't yeah. even know because women we, have we don't never really know what they are yet. Do we No, we're inventing them as we go. And that's mm -hmm. really, really fun and, and exciting. Um, I had something else I wanted to say about that, but it'll come to me again later. But um, so the feminine qualities are, are like surrender, 
Mm-hmm. And detachment, or not detachment, but un- unattachment, not being attached to outcomes and results, which is like completely anathema to any Fortune 100, <laughs> right? Like, so, and so for that reason, these principles aren't going to get tested in, in, you know, banks and airline companies. They're going to get tested with entrepreneurs, not mm-hmm. us. And that's, that's a really good point. And, and, uh, and I'm glad you're making that because it's not that the feminine model doesn't produce results. No. I mean, quite the opposite. No. One of the things that's been demonstrated is that indeed, when you start having women on boards and, uh, and and involved in the the everyday day-to-day operations, profits go up, collaboration goes up, creativity and new ideas go up. Innovation. And so, you know, you mentioned surrender and surrender's got a bad, a bad rap. You know, because for me, people immediately think of giving up. Capitulation. Right? Yes, but you're not meaning that at all. I mean, I know it because I can feel it. Mm-hmm. So can you speak to that a little bit about what yeah. you're Yeah, it's, it's about, so in the old model, the old paradigm that I was definitely plugged into for the longest time, it was about setting goals, business plan, plan of action, taking action, execution, you know, boom, boom, boom. And the, the concept of, of surrender, and it is going to, to business people, it can be uncomfortable because we're so attached to outcomes and results and plans and all that. But what I see is surrender as a devotion to the practices and principles and values, trusting that when we do those things, the results will be there. And if not what we imagined, better. Mm-hmm. Or even when it doesn't turn out as we imagined, surrender is about saying, okay, I, I trust that this is what is meant to be. This is what, this is, what is, is already okay. So like, then there's the fluidity piece yes. that comes in and yes. being able to be fluid enough to yes. see what is and what's happening and what the universe is presenting Yes, and moving with that. And trusting it and trusting mm-hmm. that there's, there is a greater order and a, and a higher you know, organization to things, you know, the business, the old model is very much about controlling outcomes and manipulating environments. And, Mm -hmm. and, and, and this is the way we've approached how humanity has approached this planet for a million, for thousands of years. Mm -hmm. It's like taming nature, right? (laughs) Farming. And it's all about control, control, control. And, And so what I see surrender and flow as is like releasing some of that and allowing some magic mm-hmm. to happen. And instead of like one of the things that, that I talked about with, with my clients is like a devotion to the practices rather than like, a full, like only focusing on the result. Like for example, in sales, if we talk about this in a business context, in the old model, the old paradigm, it's about, okay, we're going to make cold calls every day and we're going to send this many emails. We're going to do this work and we're going to, we're going to close this many deals and you're going to have this kind of conversion rate and right in this new model. It's like, we are going to cultivate relationships. Mm-hmm. We are focused on nurturing our relationships and, and we can bring masculine energy into it. IE, okay. I make a commitment. I'm devoted to five calls a day to cultivate the important relationships in my life. Mm-hmm. And then knowing that when we do that, magic is going to happen. I'm going to talk to someone who's going to introduce me to someone or some door is going to open and I'm going to be open to that opportunity rather than seeing that person as just a number that to close a deal. 
Exactly. But rather to serve that person, <clears throat> I call it sales as service. You know, mm-hmm. it's like getting into service with someone on the phone and no matter what that looks like mm-hmm. and trusting that the, that the paths and the doors will open if I'm always coming from that energetic. Yes. And you don't know that that works until you do it. Right. And, and you, you just have to be willing and you have to be willing to trust and, and sometimes to jump into that, what seems like the deep end of the pool. Yeah. And it's really, it, there's such, there is such a feeling of magic about it and of yeah. surrendering to something that's greater than who I, by my little personal self am. Yes, totally. Yes. So then how does, how do you um, see that in terms of, or work with that in terms of empowering women from that place? So from that place, we start to, we just start to ask different questions, you know, in the old model, the questions we would ask is, you know, how much money do you want to make? How many sales do you have to make every month to get to that number? Like banging out all those numbers from this new paradigm. It's like, what is your, what are you being called to, to in your life? What are, what are you feeling called forward into? And, and an example would be yesterday with my clients, I recognized in myself and in them that there was a struggle around agreements and around saying yes, when we really mean no, mm-hmm. this seems to be a, a theme among women and, and maybe men too, just like people pleasing and getting ourselves into agreements that don't serve us, don't feel good, are not energy rich. And so yesterday, what we did was we practiced feeling what a yes feels like and feeling what a no feels like and practice the language of, of letting people know that we needed time to think about something mm-hmm. or to mm-hmm. feel into something as it yes. were. Yes. That's a very feminine practice, in my opinion, of taking space you know, one of my mentors, Nani Leia, who I mentioned earlier, she calls it receptivity. Mm-hmm. Uh, this idea of slowing down and opening to be receptive to the message of the universe, the message of our heart, like what's really underneath it. Because so often we jump in with a yes in order to not look bad, to people please, to right? To get more done, to add more to our list. Like I can handle this. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so part of the feminine practice is like slowing down. Cause that's part of the yin mm-hmm. energy, right? Slowing down, inhaling and resting and receiving and allowing the, the, the yes or the no to like drop in mm-hmm. and then having the, 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 the empowerment piece is like saying my no, right? We talked about how difficult it can be to say no sometimes. So then if, if uh, I'm right with you with everything you're saying and I'm, I'm making a leap to empowerment really is that willingness to connect with the truth of who you are because yes. the truth of who you are is, is that connection with presence, with, with that, uh, what you talked about is that self, you know, many layers up. But for me, it's just is right here at the same time and, and in doing that, you become empowered. And that's yeah. for men or women or whoever. It's that for everybody. It's feeling body is what I talk about it as. It's, it's, yes, it's for men and women, whoever, just like, just like women have adopted a lot of masculine characteristics, you know, it's time for men to open up to their feminine. We all have both. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And like, I love how, I love what you said. And I would say, yeah, that the empowerment is, is one of the core, um, components, elements, pillars of empowerment is clear yeses and nos mm-hmm. from a, from what, what, you know, a place of like, what is true right here, right now in this moment. And it might be different than what was true yesterday. Exactly. And then that willingness, it's not being wishy-washy because I've, I've right. heard that comment when I've worked with someone around this. Yeah. Well, that would make me wishy-washy. No. Right. Because things change, situations change, people change. And what is true for me now wasn't true yesterday. And so, and I have to honor this or I'm nowhere. Because if I don't honor that, I have nothing to stand on. And the thing is the wishy-washiness starts to resolve itself when we get into this practice regularly. Mm Because when we check in today, what's true, you know, we're tapping into that highest self, that truest self, like today, then it's more likely to still be true tomorrow. The wishy-washy comes when we're just like, yes, yes, yes. You know, and then we check in and we're like, shoot, I shouldn't have said yes to all those things, right? So listen, everybody, because this is really important. What Michelle is talking about is makes the difference. It makes such a difference between living your life in a way that you feel good in and that draws to you what it is you say you want and, and then just living a life where you're just kind of going along, doing what you think you're supposed to do. So I, I just want to underline what Michelle has just shared because it's so important. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. My pleasure. So I wonder if you have any hmm, words of wisdom for the in, aspiring entrepreneur that might be listening. I know you have a lot of words of wisdom for them, but in this moment, what would you feel moved to share with someone who says, I'm moving out of what I've been in. It, it's no longer working for me. It's not, I don't feel supported in it. And I want to explore something else. What would you say to that person? I, it's going to sound self-serving as someone who mentors other people, but it's the truth. You know, as for me, mentorship has been the biggest blessing and support system and awakening device. I I don't know where I would be without the mentors I have in my life. Like they, they are everything. They have been everything. And the first seven and a half years of my business were as painful as they were, I think, because I didn't have the right mentorship or, or, you know, yeah, that's really what it is. You know, there, I did have one mentor who was fantastic, but I didn't really fully listen to her. <laughs> and, I, and I think part of it was that it wasn't the best match perhaps, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think I was ready for her kind of mentorship yet. Yes. Perhaps like we were mentoring on business strategies and skills and practices, but I needed something deeper. I needed something mm-hmm. earlier she came into a mess already, you know, and she was just trying to help me make sense of the mess. What I needed was someone from the get go to be like, okay, let's, let's look at, let's create a vision. Like, what is it that you want to build instead of me just going all in and starting to build something. And then five years in saying, Oh, I need a mentor to help me figure all this out. You know what I mean? She was a fantastic mentor. So, you know, yeah. she hears, I want her to know that 
I love her and admire and respect her. And I wish I'd met someone like her, you know, five and a half years sooner. Right, right. That's great. And that's so one of the things you're saying, I think, is not just get mentoring, but find the right mentor. Find the person that fits you for where you are right now. Yeah. And start with alignment, right? Instead of starting with a business plan, start with, <laughs> start with the big questions like, who am I? Why am I here? Mm-hmm. What am I here on this planet to do? And, and having someone help you with those questions can be really valuable too. Mm-hmm. Start with alignment, not with the business plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. <laughs> so on that note, I want to let people know, I'd like you to invite you to let people know how they can connect with you. Thank you. Well, um, my website is superstaractivator.com. And no, no surprise there. <laughs> exactly. And my podcast is awakenyourinnersuperstar.com. So those are two great ways to, to get more. Uh, to listen to really awesome interviews and um, you know, and, and on my website, you can find anything you want. We do retreats and seminars and workshops and all good kinds of good stuff. Wonderful. So people have a real resource in you to find Absolutely. something really special. Yeah. And they can feel free to also email me. I'm, I'm happy to, yeah, Michelle at superstaractivator.com. Thank so. you. That's wonderful. My pleasure. Any last words of wisdom that you want to share? Yeah, I would say that. um, Hmm. Let me think about that for a moment. We've covered so much. Mm -hmm. We've been saying about talking about dropping in. So this is an opportunity to drop in to see what is it that still needs to be said? I think that one thing that that has become very present for me is the importance of stillness and breath and the connection of that to awareness and intuition. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I always I was the straight A student. Right. And, and that that energetic is someone asks a question, you raise your hand and you answer it and you want to be the first one. Right. And so it's taken something for me to practice, like slowing down, checking in, dropping in. And I would say that that's, that's a practice that's, that's added a lot of beauty to my life and a lot of much better decisions also. So I would say, you know, checking in with the heart, that's another piece that, you know, once you start digging into the, the science around the heart wisdom and heart intelligence, mm-hmm. it's pretty, it's pretty amazing our heart has an intelligence yeah Mm -hmm. so this like learning to trust that that there's a wisdom in here that doesn't exist here and cannot live our lives just from the neck up in total like concept and analytical uh intellectual mental mode right that there's more to it than that and like the integration of the mental and the and the physical and the, the heart and the emotional like all of that is, is really the key to, to all of it. Success, love, <laughs> all of it comes when we start to dial in all of the, get all the systems firing, not just this one. Love it. All the systems. You're singing my song. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we have definite synergy. I felt it from the moment we first spoke. Yeah. And I feel it even more now. There's so many ways that 
you speak to something that um, is so vital for what is needed on the planet today. And without it, without that integration of, we don't, we don't want to leave the head behind, but all of that rational conceptual self with the energy of the heart, with the knowing that's there in the heart and the, the ability to connect with that deeper level, that's what's going to solve the problems that we have in the world today. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. So thank you, Michelle Villalobos, for the beautiful, beautiful work you are doing in the world. I'm so delighted that you were with us today for Wisdom Talk Radio. Thank you. Thank you, Laura. It was such a pleasure. I enjoyed this conversation. And thank you to our listeners for being with us today at Wisdom Talk Radio. Join us here regularly for more wisdom, discovery, and illumination. Remember, you can find us on your favorite place to listen to podcasts. And if you've enjoyed listening today, leave us a review. That's what helps other people find more of this wisdom. And for even more about optimizing your connection with your own creative intelligence with ease, find me, Laurie Seymour, over at thebacajourney.com. Thanks for joining us here at Wisdom Talk Radio. We wish you well in your conscious explorations. For more information and to join in the conversation, our website is wisdomtalkradio.com or at Wisdom Talk Radio on Facebook.